0: everyone. This is Lisa Freitas.
1: And I'm Katie Saad. And welcome to another episode of 90 Day Disasters, a 90 Day Fiance recap podcast.
0: We are two moms, lawyers and reality TV junkies here to break down for you the fire in a trash can that is TLC's 90 Day Fiance. All right, everyone,
1: grab your K-1 visas and let's get started. Oh, and because we are lawyers, we need to cover our butts. So please listen to the disclaimer at the end of the episode.
0: Love after lockup.
1: Yes, this is going to be kind of like our first ever totally, you know, dedicated episode for love after lockup. Because frankly, there's nothing going on in 90 Day Fiance right now.
0: So no. it is what it is. Except for what we've posted on Facebook, which take a look because there's some, the, some gems. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what we're going to do on this one is basically give you a where are they now. We watched the where are they now episode from season one just to give you a little bit of follow up. And some of these couples are continuing on to season two and we'll we'll tell you about them too. But um, just to give you a little bit of a... Uh, of- just it's like a catch-up just to let you know what happened at the end of season one so we can start fresh with season two exactly one all right so should we just dive in
1: absolutely yeah I mean I have to say this was um just like the overall context of sort of checking back in I thought was really dark um when it came to Love After Lockup in a way that you know with 90 Day Fiance I think you know, no particular couple has any better or worse chance of making it than another necessarily. Like, you know, there isn't this sort of overarching issue of recidivism, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and the kind of recidivism statistics that the, that the people on the show themselves were sort of referring to throughout. And you really got to see one year later, like whether the proof was sort of in the pudding.
0: Yeah. It's, it was interesting. And, you know, it's, so the first couple that they kind of go over is Dominic and Mary. And we didn't we didn't actually see them in, in episode one um, because they didn't come in until later. And Dominic is 31 and Mary is 29. And their situation is a little bit unique because they were already together before he went to prison. I think they were together very briefly. They were, but they still kind of were like... In the honeymoon phase. Before he went in. And Agreed. she kind of stayed true to him. The whole time he was there. Um, and they've been together. For seven years. Um, and you know. It's weird. They're very interesting couple. She's beautiful. Um, I what? She, I mean if you look at the, her. Like when they first met. No I'm sure she's a beautiful girl. Like sort of.
1: At sort of before whatever happened, happened. But it seems like she had
0: some kind of plastic surgery oh, or something, Oh, she for sure it? loves lip fillers.
1: I yeah, mean, lip fillers for or sure. something.
0: Yeah, she's had some kind of work done. But before, when you look at the pictures that they the old pictures, back to, she's gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, she's gorgeous. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right, yeah. you're right.
0: Now, he, on the other hand, has zero personality. Like...
1: Mm, I don't know if I agree with that. I think he's reserved...
0: I think he has no emotion without Botox. Like, his face doesn't move. He's just like, I really love her and I really want to marry her. No, I mean, I completely disagree with you. Not only do I think he's reserved, but I actually
1: have very serious concerns about him having some kind of, like, PTSD coming out of prison.
0: I don't know. He's a dud.
1: No, I I, I really, I saw easily past what you're talking about. And of course, I know what you're talking about. He like, you know, he's very affectless. But my understanding is that that's very common when you've been through some kind of like a trauma. And I think that, you know, especially given the way he reacted to the rules that were set for his release and the halfway house and the, the way he reacted to her when she was trying to either not necessarily break those rules, but not be as concerned with them as he clearly was. I mean, he seemed to me like he was terrified basically Mm. of going back. I
0: mean, I agree with that part of it, but just like in their interviews when they were talking about their emotions and like how they feel about one another, like when he got pissed off at her and called her a fucking bitch and was just like, you know, you're really annoying right now. I feel like that's... He's very
1: monotone, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's super, I don't know. I feel like maybe he does have some sort of PTSD from being in prison, but... I think a lot of it is his personality. I, obviously, we, I didn't know him before he went well, in. Well, that's
1: the thing, right? So... And I think that's one of the defects of this show, actually. And I hope that they start giving way more background about how people were before they went in. Because I think it's a very interesting angle.
0: They might. I mean, he's really the only one I've seen that with, though, of any of the people. And... Like where
1: you think maybe it might. Or, I mean, I guess I'm saying I think maybe it changed them versus everybody else. You're saying maybe it was sort of.
0: Yeah, the same. Yeah, I feel like they kind of all seem like they probably were like this before they got in. He seems like he was a guy we, His situation, the uniqueness of it is that I think he probably comes from a good home. I think he probably, like, he got in a bar fight.
1: What the hell by the way? I mean, so yeah. many questions raised by this. I mean, I know they're in Canada, and I tend to think of Canada as being, like, a less violent place than right. the United States, and maybe then than significant portions of the world like very very sort of you know i mean and it's all stereotypical but frankly that's just my understanding
0: well that's why i thought their prisons are probably less traumatic than ours
1: well i don't know because i think that comes down to like money really and the ability to house people in a way that's like very humanitarian or whatever and i don't know that they have that but i have to tell you i'm so you know you and i are both lawyers and i was asking myself how the hell did he get that long of a sentence
0: for a Shitty bar fight lawyer. like
1: what the well hell something happened? must have
0: happened like the guy must have like
1: died either...
0: or something I mean, well Jesus. it could have been like i mean that's yeah, crazy it, right i mean they could I call mean... it if it was like if it was like egregious like g- grave bodily harm happened or something yeah, aggravating factors yeah then it could have then six years seems you know like it it's plausible for sure
1: oh it's plausible i just i that made me question him like what kind of a fight did
2: you get into what were you doing
1: to this guy you know and the fact that there's no discussion of the actual circumstances of what happened i find like very unsatisfying because it is it is sort. it seems to me like an outlier except that and that's where the canada thing comes in i wonder if they have just, like, a much harsher punishment for any violent crime or something like that,
0: you know? They may, and you know, it also, it kind of, that's why I feel like maybe it was his personality before, because right. he was very monotone and everything, but then, like, when he got pissed off at her and he got out of the car, you know, it seems like he would, it seems like he probably is this kind of even-keeled, but then when he gets pissed off, he, like, yeah. kind of goes off the rails or something. He could have some insane temper, yeah, yeah I don't know anyway there's they got married <laughs> yeah so, that was sad <laughs> and they're still together they're just an odd couple because she is very high maintenance um, and she likes you know she is looks a little bit spoiled um, and he doesn't really have the patience for it and like the fact that she would like bring a bottle of champagne and try and toast with him knowing that he can't drink
2: yeah that was like it was
0: just weird i feel like they have a very i don't it's it's hard i was actually surprised that they got married because it really doesn't seem like he likes her very much and she seems really disappointed with him like maybe she feels like she can't do better i don't i don't really know no steve
1: i think it comes down to the prison thing i mean i have to tell you i believe having no real knowledge of this pd's people my belief here is that they went through something really traumatic, that they fell in love in a normal way. They're two like working class people from Canada, whatever. And, you know, reasonably good people, like you said, from reasonably good backgrounds. We met her parents. They seemed hella nice, hella supportive. And then he had this crazy thing happen. I keep remembering the movie Con Air. Do you remember Con Air starring Nicolas Cage?
0: Vaguely, vaguely. I'm
1: picturing this, where Nicolas Cage in Con Air, he is like he's like been away he's in the military i think and he comes home to his like shitty little town in arkansas and he meets back up with his his wife or his girlfriend or someone like someone you know like his sort of person and then these like roughnecks come and insult her and he like accidentally kills one of them (laughs) and then he goes to prison for 10 years you know and that's what i keep thinking happened to this guy you know that like something really crazy happened and as a result. He went through this insanely traumatic thing let's call it that if you're talking about someone who wouldn't normally go to prison going mm-hmm. to prison through some weird you know yeah unfortunate series of events and then he comes out like totally traumatized and she's just like she doesn't know she doesn't really know what he's been through and so mm-hmm. she's just expecting things to pick back up the way they were like it would in the movies you know what mm-hmm. i mean that's what yeah. i see with them and that's why i say i really think it's very dark
0: yeah, I mean, that could be it. I mean, I just think he's weird. <laughs> I, I stand by that. I, Clearly, I I've been thinking too much about this. <laughs> you give him way more credit than I do. Yeah, you're like, um, okay, you're overthinking it. Um, okay, so then we go to Ala and James, and we met them in the first episode. Oh. Um, and Alla is the, was the wannabe supermodel who got into heroin, heroin addict. Yeah. Um, with her ex-boyfriend. And James is like the bug-eyed dude from Chicago. Um and james is thirty seven all is twenty eight so they they kind of give you a little bit of a um a synopsis of what happened with them and it looks like you know she very quickly after they got back together and she got out, she started using again yeah. and um she went to treatment and then she came out and they ended up breaking up and he hasn't he had a new girlfriend, Chelsea who lived in Atlanta but would come up and visit him and he met her like a traditional way through a friend or something. Um, but it looks like is back in prison. She got busted again. And now she's like, it's this weird, weird thing. It's really hard to kind of say. I, I feel like from James's perspective, is crazy. And she calls him and just starts cursing at him and yelling at him and telling him that it's his fault she went back to prison and he must have called the cops on her or something. I don't know. But she blames him and she's screaming at him saying that he broke her heart and all this stuff. And from his perspective, he just thinks she's like gone off the rails and doesn't know what she's talking about. It's really hard to tell who. I mean, my instinct is to believe him. But at the same time, you don't know if he's just using the fact that she's, a, she's an addict Against her to make people believe him, you oh, know.
1: No, I, I I actually thought that he was like the paradigm of sort of toxic masculinity and this like trope of men who are very 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 controlling, having the woman that they tried to control sort of buck the system, and then just turning around and calling her crazy, and possibly mm-hmm. even in her situation, literally creating a situation where she would have no credibility you know, he's he's on television. He you really think it was an accident that her relapse is like caught on camera. I don't I mean, I, I, I I'm i deeply suspicious of him. I think that he truly genuinely fell in love with her while she was in prison, just because she's gorgeous. And he figured that because she was in this vulnerable position of being a felon on probation or parole or whatever it was having had these substance abuse issues, you know, clearly she is able to be controlled in some way by men because i think that that probably happened with her ex boyfriend so she's like his perfect target she's like the babe in the woods and he swoops in and thinks that he could basically play dad and turn her into this you know perfect beautiful woman in his life who he can just call all the shots with and then it doesn't work and he turns it around on her he's smarter than she is i think by a long shot and he was easily able to turn it around and make her look nuts and like an addict and a loser and a criminal. And I feel terribly for her.
0: Um, I, I definitely agree with, with what you're saying in to some degree. I also feel like she is also crazy. I mean, there was... No, this... but you can't go around
1: calling women crazy. Like, okay. it's just so offensive. But women are not crazy unless they're actually mentally ill. That's the only time that that's an appropriate <laughs> use of that word. And it is so common in our society for men to go and, and even other women women, to be convinced by those men that a, a particular woman can just be written off.
0: Hey, I think Dominic's crazy, too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to pay like she's crazy because she's a woman. I mean, I think that Dominic is crazy, too, and he's a man. I'm you're right I am playing fast and loose with crazy and I shouldn't I should be very careful about what I used to say but you know with all and James I think they both have a lot of shortcomings and I do see James's controlling nature but did you see the scene where she thinks she's pregnant or is going to take she takes that pregnancy test of course that whole scene was so like she was so odd because she goes to take the well first of all I don't know how, I think that he was sort of pretending to be naive because I could tell right off the bat that she was on something. Just from the Uh way she was talking. You can just see that she's slurring. She's like not really focusing on him. Her demeanor completely was different from how she was in the car with her parents and at dinner with her parents and stuff. She just kind of took a turn and was just like not making sense. And then she went and she took the test and came back and sat down. And I think it would be very natural for him to be like, what did the test say? And she yeah, just, sure, took it as this weird thing. Like, can you wait a minute? Like you're so giving me, like she made it seem like he was being insane for asking her what. But maybe
1: he was like, we don't really know what the context was. They show you these bits and pieces of these conversations and these scenes. And so when, when I, I never suspected any of this, by the way, about him until, this, this um, retrospective when they came back and they said, where are they now? I never, I thought he was a nice guy. I thought he was a naive guy. I thought he didn't have any idea she was using. I thought he was, I was totally on his side until this episode aired. And I think that the moment that it turned for me was when he was on the phone with her and he said to her, and I believe this is direct quote, I am in control. And it wasn't relevant. It wasn't in, in, in any like rational response to anything she was saying. He was just telling her, I control you. I control this situation. You're in prison. You only get to talk to me or tell your story on camera to all these people who are curious about you and who figure this addict and this loser and this criminal. You only even get the screen time that I give you. And then once I had that perspective, I looked back on Everything, including the scene that you're referring to. And Mm. I'm like, okay, that seemed fishy even at the time. And I guess she came off poorly, especially once you realize that she probably was high when that happened, which is a good enough explanation for me in and of itself. But I have to tell you, I am deeply suspicious of his behavior in terms of that scene that we didn't get to see.
0: And that may be it. And I interpreted the I'm in control um, comment totally differently than you did oh interesting when he when she called he was saying like oh these are how all the calls go she's always calling and harassing me and so I saw it as him telling her like no you don't get to control the conversation I'm I'm gonna take back the control like I'm in control here like don't try and over talk to me and how at is it to how hard is it to avoid contact with someone
1: who's incarcerated? All he has to do is block that number, and he's completely good. No, you know, I know. He's I picking mean, up I, these I calls that. because he wants to control her
0: from I outside guess. the
1: prison. It might be Otherwise, that. he would have just ended all contact. Oh, my you know, gosh. And obviously, I don't know what their contract with the show was You know, and whether – he had to take that particular call because he was on camera and he you know, was contractually obligated to or something because it was the only way that TLC was going to be able to get contact with her or something like that. I can understand. But his story of like, oh, she keeps calling and harassing me and forcing me to listen to her crazy ranting is absolutely, it doesn't even pass the laugh test. I mean, because all he has to do is block the prison number. Yeah well i think i i we're over 2 we're totally over two. i mean i'm happy that all is back in prison because she's protected from him (laughs) god knows how that relationship would have turned out
0: she needs to be in prisons because she's protected from herself too
1: also by the way lisa think about just i I can break this down in so many ways but i'll just give one more example think about the whole modeling thing and the fact that he made that appointment with her when she clearly didn't want to do it i absolutely believe that she had told him from the start that she didn't want to be a model anymore. And he just goes around behind her back and does this and then tries to guilt her,
0: you know, and I imagine that's why she got high, that she was well, so stressed. Maybe I think that See, and I saw that differently too, because I saw, I mean, I did feel like him making the appointment was a little bit controlling, but at that point I didn't know how long she'd been living with him and basically been, supported by him. And I think his point was, you need to get a job, you need to do something instead of just staying at home all day. And so he was trying to say, look, you may not want to be a model anymore, that's fine. But like, at least do it until you find what you want to do, because you're not, you're not doing nothing is not an option anymore. So I think that was more of my perspective on it was yes i did find it very odd that he made the appointment and then he showed up but i think he at that point he was already suspicious that she was not going to show up was just kind of like i mean i don't know i imagine he probably felt kind of used by her because he's like basically supporting her and she's not making any efforts to get a job or anything
2: yeah
1: but i got the impression that she had been telling him from when they first met that she had no intention of being a model ever again and that she no i'm to sure find a I'm different sure. way to make a living and then i'm she sure she did i agree you know, but I, I do think it's great that you and i look at these things so differently because I it just <laughs> lends so much
0: more value to
1: this program <laughs> yeah I know.
0: um all right so then so anyway he's now broken up with that chelsea chick and uh, all us still in prison God, why did they, what is
1: it with him getting filmed in lingerie stores too,
0: by the way? I don't know, it's so bizarre. He's such a weirdo. Thank Um, you. The eyes, yeah. Well, he can't help his eyes, you know. No, it's true. He's just, I don't know. There's something a little off about him too. That's my point. Okay, so Lamar and Andrea, okay. Oh God, this was dark. So they've been married for a year and the girls, some of her friends... That are still in Utah, including her friend Michelle, that she's friend was friends with in college. Um, they're meeting on the one year anniversary to kind of celebrate her because she's in California. And Carrie, it's so funny, <laughs> Michelle's like, Carrie loves her crafts. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, and, <laughs> oh, and wait, she, by
1: the way, what happened to that girl, the woman that like shaved half of her head and went from being like Mormon housewife extraordinaire to some kind of like I don't know <laughs>
0: alternative. <laughs>
1: What happened, She's an there? alternative
0: Mormon. I don't know, but I'm we like, didn't get enough like focus on her life transformation, <laughs> just, just as a side note. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm sorry, but I just had to point out that the wedding cake was blue because he's a crip.
2: I that mean, was
0: crazy, what is happening? These people are so like, even it's just so funny the way they talk. She lives in ghetto, you know, yeah, and he went to really- hang out with his homies it's like so they
1: are all like so deeply culturally insensitive it's hilarious like they all come off so poorly especially the best friend you know who wasn't in this in that, I keep wanting to call it a tell-all because of 90 day fiance but you know this Whatever you want to call it, catch up episode. Mm-hmm. You know, they show her more at the wedding and just the way she was speaking and the fact that she couldn't tell one black person from another, for example. I know. So I was mean, like, Oh my God.
0: <laughs> these people are just terrible.
1: Imagine and, like the hate mail she
0: must have received for I
1: mean, these women, so ridiculous.
0: I, mean, I bet that's why that one woman's not on it again. Not even on there, oh, I guarantee it. I totally agree. That would be oh. my guess they're just so funny they're just like you know he's with his homies and uh, he was like a <laughs> crip it's just like like your your you know your old Midwest grandma Midwest, yeah. trying to say like they sound know.
1: like Courtney's mom remember I always oh, yes. got
0: a catfish <laughs> yeah I know, totally that's exactly it and they're and so anyway it comes out because Michelle can't help herself she has to give Andrea's news Um, they Skype with Andrea and Andrea's upset and she they can hear bullets in the ba- or police sirens gun, in the background. And gunshots, I think, gun or maybe shot. not. I don't know. It was like so dramatic. Um, but apparently, um Lamar is back in prison, which should not be a surprise to anybody, but for some reason they're like, I was shocked. I'm like, why? Why would you be shocked? This guy spent 18 years in prison. That means think about what ha- was happening in the world 18 years ago. I think they probably trusted her judgment. I don't think it was about him. Well, they shouldn't have because, A, who has three kids and then goes online and meets a guy who's been in prison for 18 years and decides, I'm going to marry that guy and move to California.
1: I think she was just one of these women that just, was just desperately lonely and needed no, I to know, have a man. No, I
0: know, that's why they shouldn't have trusted her judgment, Is what I'm saying. It's and, very sad. I
1: mean, those kids, uh, like she pointed out in the, the final episode or whatever, at the end of the actual proper season, that they had all these things going for them, you know, in their mm-hmm. home in Utah. And when you think about Utah and the Mormon community and the fact that Utah is, I would say, by far and away, like the most kind of comfortable place for a Mormon to be in the United States, at least. Yeah. For her to take them away from all of that, all their friends, all their pre-existing activities and their comfortable life and the support system. And bring them to this place that is at least being portrayed to us as, like, actually dangerous.
0: Well, I'm sure they're in, like, a crappy part of L.A. I mean, L.A.'s huge. So the fact that she lives in L.A. doesn't really mean anything. But I'm I'm pretty much guessing they're not in the West Side. And they're not in West Hollywood. And they're not in any of the trendy spots. I mean, I'm guessing that they're probably in, like you know downtown downtown LA or east oak or east LA or you know some of those parts that are not as um they're not as expensive and they're probably not as safe. I mean I I I can totally picture where she's living. Um but you know I just think that like when when you see these people that have been in prison for 18 years he is let me see. How old is he? He is 42. Like 40 so that something means in. when he was 20, he was like 24 years old. Think about where you were when you're 24 years old and what is there, you know, what's there when or 20 years. Just think about what was going on 20 years ago. 20 years ago, I was about 22 years old. I, you know, cell phones were very basic 20 years ago. I don't even, I don't think I had one until I was like 26. So I hadn't even had a cell phone at that point. There weren't like laptops, it was like desktop computers. Um, there, the internet was certainly not as evolved as it is now. I mean, think about the changes that have happened just in technology alone. And the things that you have now accessible to you and how easy it is to be in touch with people and to to connect with people and then kind of be thrown out into that. You have this woman with these three kids, you're thrown into this life. And of course, he's going to go hang out with his family who happens to be also in related to gangs and probably ex-felons to some extent. And you're not supposed to associate with those people. So if you do, you you know, you're breaking parole or whatever. And so he got into trouble and he went back in. And sometimes for people who've been in prison for a long time, it's more comfortable for them to be in prison because they don't know how to exist on the outside like that shop- is
1: exactly what that season two girl from washington said you remember i can't remember her name but the one who's with the guy who was the meth addict
0: and oh he, yeah caitlin she
1: says that exact thing that she was concerned that he actually was more comfortable in prison because it was kind
0: of i all think he they really do. knew i have a cousin like that my cousin was 21 when he went in and he got out when he was like almost 40 And he went right back in and now he'll be in for the rest of his life. And I think when he came out, he like freaked out. Everything might be what happened to Lamar.
1: You know, I don't I think that I think one of the problems with this episode too is that it's over just oversimplifying everything. Like we don't really know what happened with any of these people. So I hesitate to speculate about what actually occurred.
0: No, no, no. Um, I I don't know what actually occurred, but I'm just saying like it doesn't I'm just I guess I'm surprised that they're so surprised that this would happen. I mean, somebody yes, statistically been speaking, somewhere it was probably not unlikely for 18 years. I mean, that's a long time to be in locked up and away from like the world.
1: I, but, I thought it was incredibly sad. It was bad enough that those kids got uprooted and now it was all for nothing, essentially. And she yeah, clearly is feeling there. she's not feeling supported by his family. I don't understand. You know, and I got the distinct impression and she kind of said it. That she was only even still there at, as of the time of filming because of her pride, essentially, that she didn't want yes. it to look like she had failed. And I was like, You gotta get over that, sister.
0: <laughs> well, I imagine too, like the I mean, it sounded like the reason why she didn't really get along with his family is she probably comes off as a little bit condescending. Or prissy. Uh, or Right. Well, if she's coming in being like you guys are all gangbangers and using this tool. Well, the whole shoe thing, my like- yeah the whole thing is just weird and so i'm sure they're like who is this girl this utah crazy bitch coming in you know what i mean you can only imagine how they're kind of like how'd you get caught up with this um i don't know i i again it's not good to speculate because we don't know actually what happened but i just feel bad because she does want to move back and really probably doesn't know how at this point i agree so- i agree i think she's paralyzed. That's a bummer. By this situation. Huge bummer. So now we go to Scott and Lizzie, who are also in season two, so we can see their continuing drama. Um she we met her in the first episode. She was she's basically using him for money is what we kind of came out to. And she never got out. She was supposed to get out and then she got back in because her sentence was extended because she got into trouble. So he hasn't she hasn't actually come out yet. Um but I think in and I know in season two that is when she's gonna get released, and we're gonna see her relationship yeah. with Scott on the outside, and also we get introduced to she has a twenty one year old daughter Jasmine, who hasn't seen her in ten years, and um Scott's son Adam is still around also um and we find out that she spent. The 19 or the $90,000 that he's provided her on drugs while she was in prison. Yeah. And so that ends up becoming a point of contention in the second season. And we can talk more about that when we get into it. Um, But his, you know, his voice of reason, Charlene, who's his BFF, is just like, you are nuts. Like, what are you doing? Um, Yeah.
1: I think she feels like she needs to basically withdraw support because she's sort of enabling him by not acknowledging that the
0: situation is just totally untenable yeah i mean it's just i it's uh, he's now in debt and has basically yeah. blown through everything
1: he's been taken in i mean he's a sap is my is, oh, is at least sure. how
0: they're portraying him yeah that's true that's true all right and we we will continue them in season two their saga continues um and we have Tony and Angela, who were not featured in the first episode, but God, these two are so boring. I don't care about these people. Dude, yeah.
1: This one, this one is a total dead loss to me, and I can't believe they're coming back.
0: Yeah, they come back in season two as well. Um, Tony is 33, Angela is 46, and a therapist, which is very weird.
1: No, she's a home, like a home mental health aide, I thought. Oh, I
0: thought she was a the therapist.
1: I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I got the impression that she was someone who. Was like going into people's homes who have, um, you know, what I don't even know, but like some kind of mental health issue, mm-hmm. you know. And that maybe I'm wrong, but I, I kept thinking that's what they were saying in the little tag, you know, that they put at the bottom of the screen when she comes up.
0: Yeah. Uh, and maybe I just saw mental health and assumed she was a therapist, but
2: um, yeah.
0: she sends him, she's another um, Scott. She sends Tony $200 a month um he didn't get released so um she went to go look at reception venues cuz they're going to get married um and we've heard this story before uh it's very awkward because she's going to go taste food at this like reception hall place <laughs> and so he brings out like it's all so basic <laughs> like he brings her a caesar salad and she's like can you explain it to him like it's a fucking caesar salad um and it's so awkward the waiter's like just standing there and she's like talking to her, her fiance in prison.
2: <laughs> it's yeah. just so weird.
0: And then he brings like chicken tenders out. I'm like what the fuck? is he supposed to like describe that too?
1: Okay, but I was so hungry when I watched this episode I know. and it all looked so bomb to me and I was like I'm totally Tony in this situation, you know, because in his case he doesn't have access to like any good food, and I just hadn't eaten in a really long time. And yeah, so I, I kind of want to go to that wedding and eat that Caesar. I, mean, I know I'm the Caesar down. salad,
0: could and the ribs. I mean, I look pretty good. I am not trust me. I am not like talking shit about ribs and Caesar salad and chicken. No, tenders. the situation. I was just thought it was awkward to yeah. have like the you know the waiter describe the menu and what he's serving because it's like. It's chicken tenders. Like, how fancy can you get with chicken tenders? Um, We'll see in season two. Yeah. Um, Okay. And then we have kind of my favorite, uh, Garrett and Jonna. Oh, my God. Just when I thought that Jonna couldn't get more basic, she proves me wrong. I mean, from the two-tone hair to the animal print skirt to the Prosecco to Um, you know before going out to the choker to the cross tat on her wrist I mean she
1: pulled like the classic breakup you know basic bitch Barbie she's like basic bitch Barbie no no she did the thing where people like transform their look in a huge like dramatic way after a breakup I mean I get the impression that she thinks that her life is a sex in the city movie but it's actually sex in the city too
0: all right so we were talking about Garrett and Jonna.
1: Yeah, sorry guys, we got cut off.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So anyway, we were talking about how she's like super she's gone even more basic than she possibly could we thought was possible. Um, with her new look. And she's just hilarious. Um Yeah,
1: I mean I was saying I think that she thinks her life now or she's trying to portray her life as being sort of like sex in the city, you know, which is obviously a very basic thing to do. Um, but I actually feel really sorry for her. I think that, um, I think she's deeply, deeply hurt. I think she's completely heartbroken. Um, you know, I think there are, there are reasons why she decided to be with a man who was not only in prison, but who at the start of their relationship at least, I mean, I assume that they knew he'd be in for several more years because I know that, I believe they were together for four years while he was in prison. So, you know, to even enter into that relationship um, probably meant that she had some stuff that maybe she needed to work out without having a partner who was actually, like, a full partner to her. Mm -hmm. And You know, no judgment on that, but I think that he was completely playing her, you know, for all intents and purposes. I mean, I, I I don't think he was ever really serious Legit. about her and I think that it just plays perfectly into what this show really is about which I think that the underlying idea of this show is that people who are out of prison the, the, the partner something kind of that's that's going on with them that makes this kind of relationship that isn't a traditional relationship mm-hmm. like like attractive and then on the prisoner side I think they are definitely at least in this show being portrayed for the most part as con artists I
0: mean not all yeah of them, but... and and I think that, it's like trope. and I'm not sure that it's even intentional to some degree that they right. are right. con artists I think it's like they're lonely they're looking for a pen pal these women are willing and eager to enter into some sort of you know friendship relationship what what have you with them And I think they get caught up, too, when they're in jail. You know, like, oh, yeah, Yeah. of course we'll get married. Of course we'll do this. Of course we'll do that. And then reality hits, and they're like, okay, well, now I'm free. Like, I don't know if I want to get married. Like, let's just kind of take our time. And the girls have been – and the girls or guys – have been sitting out here waiting you know and like have they have just like mixed expectations
1: i think that for the person in jail it's very much a talk the talk situation because they can't walk the walk of being the relationship but the people on the outside are walking the walk in the sense that they are financially supporting or providing emotional support or Mm -hmm. whatever kind of support they're providing and and that they are essentially not only in a committed exclusive relationship so that they're not able to be going out and sort of testing the waters with maybe more partners who would be able to be actually present with them, but they're not even having the the benefits of the monogamous relationship with the prisoner. Because, I mean, I think in most cases, they're not able to physically be together in any way. Right. In any real way. So it's no, like that's you have true. such an imbalance of the prisoner really giving so little and getting so much and the person on the outside getting so little and giving so much. And so you have to wonder what kinds of people would enter into a relationship like that. And I think Jonna and Garrett are the perfect sort of, you know, the perfect couple for this show to sort of exemplify Uh the general idea, which is that she's just, I think she was naive. I think she was young. um, And he was, you know, he used her, and she didn't realize he was using her mm-hmm. until it was way too late. And I think she's devastated that she sort of wasted that time. But I think she probably learned from it. Oh, I'm I sure.
0: I think she learned something. I think she did too. I think it was, you know, everything happens for a reason. I'm a big believer yeah, in that. And I think for, I am too. I think for them, it, this, you know, it happens for a reason. You know, he was willing to kind of go with it too. I give her kudos for not marrying him. When she she had the chance. I mean, he was kind of like, fine, let's get married, you know, and he was willing to do it for her because he recognized that she had done so much for him and he had nothing to lose. No. I mean, what, what does he care? So he gets divorced in a couple of years, you know, she had everything to lose. And I think at that point she finally was like, okay, no, this is Mm -hmm. not what I want.
1: And I actually have to say, I think a, that Garrett took responsibility (laughs) For what he did, which is pretty impressive, because I have to say, one thing you don't often see on reality TV is someone who owns their shit Mm -hmm. in any real way. Like, oh, I did this or that. I'm actually watching an episode of Vanderpump Rules. Oh God. I was watching it earlier today. Yes. And it's the most recent episode where Jax and Brittany go to therapy. Yes. And he's saying like he just doesn't want to talk about the fact that he cheated on her one year ago. And she's, you know, she's a people pleaser, so she's not going to sort of force the issue of even discussing the fact that even now that they're getting married and they're supposed to be in, like, pre premarital counseling, you know, that he had this, this, you know, cheating sort of scandal occur not too long ago. And so it's the same thing where he, Jax is the classic reality star, you know, where he's just not going to admit to anything and he has no self-awareness. None. And at least Garrett, you know, who basically came up to adulthood in prison mm-hmm. is able to come in front of all these people who he paraded this relationship around in front of who he doesn't know her judging him and say yes i cheated on her mm-hmm. you know i'm now with this other woman and she's a better fit for me mm-hmm. and you know it is what it is and i i actually really admired that about him
0: yeah i mean he was he t- he was straight with her i mean he was honest it was shitty and of course nobody wants to be cheated on and i get that but like he's honest and i you know i don't know i thought that i actually think that even though they don't talk to each other and they kind of like don't particularly like each other anymore. um, They kind of came out the best. I think they actually had sort
1: of positive impacts on each other's lives in a way.
0: Yeah, they learned a lot. And, you know, he's now in this healthy relationship with this person who's probably better suited for him.
1: Oh, I think they're a great match, actually. I mean, I don't know what will become of them, but I think as far as, like, just the love side goes, I think they're a really good match and a far better match than... Garrett and Jonna were. I mean, I think Garrett said something really interesting. He said that, you know, from the first time that Jonna contacted him, he kind of questioned her, her in the sense of, like, why would you be writing to me? Like, right. what's going on with you? Well, you have to wonder how many of these guys idea? think
0: this. You know, you kind of have exactly. to, like, don't a lot of people feel this way? <laughs> I would think so. You know, he's probably like,
1: what? But why? he had nothing to lose at the time. I mean, if he had no, four of course years not. And there's this stupid girl on the outside who is willing to Mm -hmm. sort of purposefully fall in love with him. You know, and that is what happened here. And I think women do that all the time with men who are not in prison, but who are just emotionally unavailable or God knows what. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, really, arguably, what she did here is it is Sex in the City in the sense that she wanted Mr. Big. And of course, he's not Mr. Big, but I mean that in the sense of being unavailable, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and not actually really being ready for the real relationship. And so going for the guy that, Really was not going to be there for her, right? And maybe now that she's been there, done that, and she had four years to grow up in that kind of safe relationship, that was really only half the relationship. Maybe now she's ready for the real thing, and it's no harm, no foul.
0: Yeah, and you know she'll be a little bit more cautious this time around.
1: Yeah, although she needs to be more cautious with her hair because I at least at least on camera it came off as almost like a gray.
0: At a minimum, she did
1: on purpose. But I don't know. I'm worried that she was not happy when she saw that. Combined with like her vampy lip,
0: she just Um, had. I'm telling you, she just went like full. She just embraced the basic.
1: I mean, she's a beautiful girl. She She is pretty.
0: Yeah, she is. I agree with you. I think she's she's a a beautiful girl, just a little misguided.
1: I thought it was really sad how she was. She was really denigrating her own appearance at the wedding. Like she said that she was ugly. And I was like, whoa, because there's nothing about that image that was ugly. I think that she's having a hard time. She's having like the classic kind of almost body dysmorphia. I don't want to call it body dysmorphia, but kind of an inability to look at the situation for what it really is, where she's going to take what arguably was an ugly memory for her Mm -hmm. and almost like blame it on her own appearance, which I thought was really sad.
0: Yeah. Well, but it's not surprising
2: no,
1: I just, I hope she ends up okay. She seems
2: like
0: a nice person and Yeah, I'm sure she know. will. She, I'm sure she will. I think she, she's got a supportive family, which is usually pretty huge in this situation. I mean, that's yeah. the thing that's kind of been surprising to me is like a lot of these people have these really supportive families who are just like, ah, why did you do this? You know, they're kind of like, where did I go wrong? That this is kind of what you've chosen for yourself
1: and you see that in 90 day as well oh for sure and that's the perfect crossover to 90 day totally family
0: just being like why are you going after somebody who's in another country there are plenty of people here Mm -hmm. or
1: he could be catfishing you or she's too old for you or we don't speak the same language or whatever (laughs) the legitimate oh and by the way and i was speaking of 90 day and i was going to bring this up when we were talking about um Mary and Dominic, yeah, you know you and we were talking about the kind of at least at least surface level kind of inequity you could call it of Dominic going to prison for so long for one bar fight, especially when you compare it to John
2: mm-hmm. of
1: John and Rachel, right? Who I mean, he apparently put some guy's eye out in his twentieth bar fight, and he's walking
0: a free man now. Yeah, no, that's I don't true. think he ever went to prison, prison. I, I mean, I don't remember, but maybe he went away for a few months or something like that. But
1: I don't think he ever did, like, a real prison term. And that guy's, like, you know, has this pattern of serious violence. So mm-hmm. I just really want to know what happened there. I, I'm so weirded out by the, the sentence that Dominic received. Or maybe he only, maybe he got a shorter sentence, but he, you know, like, acted poorly in prison or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird.
0: And you never know. If anybody know. has
1: any info, please let us know. Cause yeah. Yeah want to understand, like, the legal side of what happened to Dominic. Yeah. Everyone else I more or less understand.
0: But with him, I'm like, it's just so weird. Um, so really quickly, I, I really actually like Dom's new girl. Or not Dom, I'm sorry. Garrett's new girlfriend. Yeah. I think they're a very good match. I agree. Um, and I think that jo- Jonna, Jonna, right? Jonna needs to just yeah. move on.
1: I think she is moving on. I think that her way of moving on is moving on from Moscato to Prosecco. And then it'll also <laughs> be from like felon to, I don't know, I'm picturing maybe like an investment banker uh-huh.
0: who's just yeah. emotionally unavailable. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be some issue. Um, yeah. She's got, a, she's got a little bit of a road ahead of her, I think. She's young. Yeah, she'll bounce back. Yeah. All right. Um, so I think that was it. Yeah for, yeah, for the season one couples. For the season one couples, yeah. And if we could just take a moment and reflect a little bit on uh, Vanderpump and Real Housewives from New Jersey.
1: Yeah, let's take a minute. I agree.
0: Um. Okay. So, did you see this week's Vanderpump?
1: I'm actually halfway through it now.
0: Okay. So you have? So have fine. you gotten like, this can- so? You can see spoilers or whatever. To yeah. you Condo's so vain so vain.
1: Solving. <laughs> <know>. Oh yeah. <laughs> so vain and solving. Yeah, no, I'm like halfway through that one. But it's fine. Like I'm gonna finish it today. So it's fine if you spoil okay. it.
0: Well, I just I, and I think they showed this in the commercial too, but I mean Hot Mess Express Kristen is Yeah, I don't know why she's even
1: on the show, to be honest. I
0: they keep Continuing to bring her and I don't know if it's because they think that she like has good ratings or brings more viewers because she brings the crazy but like oh my lord and to tell somebody at a winery where they're serving you Merlot to say that I think that Merlot is the basic bitch of wine, of red wine.
2: Oh, they've
1: heard it all, those people pouring in those like I know. But then freaking
0: wine tasting rooms. Are you kidding me? I'm like, I don't know that I would agree with that.
1: Well, I mean also I think though that it it would almost have been more offensive though if she had had like airs you know if she had pretended to know a lot about wine and like swished it around over and over again and sniffed it eight times and then swirled in her mouth you know like that probably would have been more annoying than her just saying like the most Christian thing she could have said
0: yeah that's probably what she true. should
1: have said is this is the jana of wines
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally and, and it... I bet you the person would have gotten it yeah <laughs> but I, I well I think I took offense because I don't actually agree with her Okay, I don't,
1: but I don't, think that, I, that's a personal, that's a I know, personal. I, know I, mean, I know,
0: I know, I don't drink
1: Merlot very frequently, but I, I certainly wouldn't
0: call it basic.
1: No, I would think
0: like white Zen or even Rosé or
1: definitely Rosé.
0: Yeah. Rose is Rose. like the basic bitch of beer ne- or wine now
1: and champagne even
0: honestly. Oh yeah. Champagne for sure. It's so common. But um, I love it. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not participating <laughs> in the basic bitchery of it, but I'm just, you know, pointing it out. Um, so, yeah. So let's talk about, let's see. I don't even know where to start with Vanderpump. There's just so much.
1: Well, I think one thing that's really odd and it doesn't sit well with me is this idea that everybody's friends, even though you've had these like major, major betrayals and this sort of cross pollination, if you want to call it that you had Stasi who was with Jax and it was on the show. It's not like this happened years and years ago and now they all have different lives and they came back together to film the show. No, this is all during the course of the show. So you've had this like sort of weird bed hopping thing. You had mm-hmm. Kristen who cheated with Jax on Stasi, and then now she and Stassi are just back as if nothing happened. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Tom Sandoval who was with Kristen and now they're sort of quasi fine. You have Ariana and... Still being around Kristen and being cool with her and all these things. Oh, I just don't
0: I, buy it. And being friends with Stassi. It.
1: I think that it's all become, everything is for the show. And, oh, and it's sure. because starting to become like very obvious. Like I think, for example, Stassi's heartbreak over Jax in the early seasons was completely, was completely genuine. Oh, for sure.
0: I, I, I 100% agree with that.
1: Um, and now I, I'm just lacking that genuineness.
0: Although I did feel like. Um... Her breakup with... Who was the jerk before this guy? James.
1: Oh, wait, no, 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 no Patrick. 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 Oh, my God. That episode with Lisa when he was, like, kind of sexually harassing her was one of the cringiest things I have ever seen. Yeah, that was
0: bad. Um, I felt like she was pretty heartbroken. I feel like she's... The last... Are you there? Did I mess up?
1: Yeah, I can hear you now.
0: Okay, good. Sorry. Um, I need to put my do not disturb on. Sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> my mom just called me. <laughs> that explains it. Sorry. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. I. I uh, yeah. I like Bo though. I like her new, um, boyfriend. I think he's. I think he's good. It's totally. It reminds me of a friend of mine. Who always was very concerned about dating, like, the hot guy and making sure everybody thought her boyfriend was the hot guy, which I always thought was a little bit strange. But um, then, you know, it, and none of them ever worked out. But then, like, now she's mar- happily married to a guy who isn't, like, the conventionally hot guy. He's kind of a little dorky, but he's an awesome guy. And I feel like that's kind of Stacy's Or Stassi is entering the, like... um Mature phase of her life, where she can actually like really truly appreciate this wonderful guy, and not be so into like what everybody else thinks.
1: I agree with that. I completely agree with that. I, but I also think she's making such a big deal out of that very fact that yeah, it um it it calls it the whole thing into question a little bit. Like she's not ready to actually stand on her two feet yet.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with that. I I can definitely see that. Um. Okay. So anything else on uh, Vanderpump? No. Uh, what about New Jersey? Yeah, Jersey, I think, really
1: brought themselves back from the dead Um, this season. I mean, I'm from New Jersey, and even I was bored by, I would say, at least the last season, if not the last two or three seasons.
0: Yeah, I would say that it was really lacking for me as well. And I think part of that is because, I mean, I don't know if it's obvious to you, but, like, Teresa's so medicated. Um, Something's always off with her, though. She's she's such an odd person. in, In previous seasons, she would just, like, be more animated. And I guess, like, this season especially, she's so, like, out of it, it feels like.
1: Well, maybe she's depressed. I mean, the fact that she's doing all this bodybuilding, I mean, this is a thing. I think sometimes people do... When they feel like completely out of control or completely, you know, disassociated from their lives, you know, they, they try to find something that they can control, um, no, you know, I, like Tamra did it when she was like having super estrangement issues with Sydney, for example. And I think that Teresa's probably overwhelmed emotionally.
0: Oh, I agree. I mean, I'm not, I'm not dissing her for it. I think she's just, I think, but it, it she lacks the drama that she wants oh no show. I was
1: just I was just saying that I don't know that she's medicated she might oh. just be it might just be like an emotional sort of disturbance that's going on she may or it could be that she is medicated or it's a chicken and egg situation or whatever but no I completely agree with you I think the only drama she brings to the show is the fact that she keeps backing people who are who are bringing drama to the show and she's <sighs> like lending credibility to them and by that I'm talking about. Danielle and
0: um, Jennifer. whatever the Turkish girl's name is, Jennifer. I mean, the it's like the blind leading the blind with that group. It's like the group yeah. of misfit toys. I I wonder if
1: Jennifer realizes how badly – I wonder, well, I'm sure she realizes now. I wonder if she realized at the time either that she was filming or the time even before that when she agreed to join the show that she was not going to be able to come off well because I, I get the impression that she is – sort of out of her element here oh and totally she's, she's she's failing at it
0: in a way she doesn't even realize how out of her element she is um yeah no she is i mean the last episode i i am team margaret 100 percent. i think have do i think that teamwork Mar- that margaret has said them something she shouldn't have said of course i do but but what else are we here for? Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm a hundred percent team Margaret. Like I'm on her side. I, you know, she, and she's one of those people that can own her shit. Like immediately after she said that's that thing that was totally inappropriate about Jennifer's husband. She said, you know, I said that to hurt you. I made it up. I don't have any, I don't know anything about your husband. I just said it to be mean and to hurt you and she owned it. And I thought that was like, really great and i think that it's just really hard to and that's why i think like teresa's medicated because i just feel like she's so fucking dumb has she always been this dumb and i just i mean i know she's dumb but like it just was it's so like ridiculous and this whole like danielle thing is so stupid and like contrived
1: well i will say i don't think that the teresa margaret thing as it relates to Jennifer's contrived, I think Teresa was genuinely triggered by what Margaret said about Jennifer's husband because of all the things that have been said about Teresa's husband. And I right, also thought right. that not only do I think that, but I obviously the reason I think that is because she admitted it. And I think it's really admirable that she like, acknowledged why she was feeling the way that she was feeling. And she dug a little bit deeper than just sort of writing Margaret off or right. going off on her herself, which I think Teresa of Seasons past would have done, so I have to say that I think Teresa has I don't want to say grown up, but it's more like she's kind of been through the ringer on this show, mm-hmm. and I think she's she's learning as she goes and and that's that's a good thing
0: no, I agree with that i I definitely think she has grown to a certain degree, but um yeah, I mean the whole thing Jennifer is just a hot mess she, she really
1: is, I think something's going on there. She is just like she's really unhappy, or she i think there's there's something i, I mean, think that that i she might even be a lily pad person and i and I forget who who came up with that um term for a person who joins a real housewives franchise um basically with the intent of well, either conscious or so or unconscious of leaving her husband, who is like financially oh. in control and and needing to get out of it and having to go ahead and sort of sort of work her way if you want to call it back into the workforce um by doing
0: this i think it's possible i don't know i don't i don't i think she's too dependent on him um no but that's the whole point behind the
1: lily pad thing if you become famous as a real housewife you really think that especially given what your divorce settlement would be in a situation like that with five kids you really don't think that you'd be able to like hack it i think she'd be fine i think she's figuring that out
0: maybe but i think that it's more of a um pride thing like i'm she talks so much about tradition i and- know right now it is but think about it's like a lady doth
1: protest too much thing and think how many times we have seen this movie before think of an alexis Bellino, okay yeah, i remember her tagline from the first season she's on something like my husband is my king and she was always going on and on and on about how they had this like jesus marriage where he was in charge and she was subservient to him and she was clearly completely dependent on him and you know over the course of the show and then the years following she separated from him same thing with tamra barney same thing with yeah i mean i'm trying to think there's just so but many he, of them i can't even name them all
0: it's interesting i think it's a weird situation with them though because it's like you know she portrays him as this like controlling sort of person like she has to ask him permission and all this stuff but at the same time like it seems like she has a lot of control um on her own I mean I think that house is a hundred percent her well we just don't
1: know do we I mean all all we're seeing of them is what's on camera
2: yeah I know
1: as always and I get, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and and lay the gauntlet down here that I think this is a really bad situation.
0: It may be. And
1: that, you know, five years from now, they won't be married anymore. That's, that's just my working theory. And of course I could be wrong and I hope I am wrong. Obviously I would not want a marriage to fail, um, but I've just seen this so many times. And I totally see it here where you have this woman who has all these kids and, but now they're not babies anymore. And she has Able to come above water and look around and be like, okay, am I trapped in this house of of marble? You know, with these stupid thrones everywhere. I have every single thing I could possibly want that's material. In other words, I have gotten every possible thing that this man could give me, and maybe I'm still not happy. You know, Mm -hmm. it's possible. That's what I'm wondering. I mean, like I said, how many. We, we should go through the
0: list. I mean, no, I God, know. how many of these, these – it's the same thing. I just think that I really don't like this person. So Oh, like, you just
1: – yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm I not just saying whether I like her. I, I'm not liking how she's portraying herself either. But I'm wondering – imagine. Just try to put yourself in her shoes for a second. And I think we can do this with the benefit of the hindsight of having seen so many seasons of so many franchises of this show. Imagine that I'm right, which, of course, I might not be. Imagine that I am. And how unhappy and scared and insecure she would have to be to take this step, you know, to like lay her shit bare in front of the world Mm -hmm. in the hopes, in the hopes that she could sort of make a way, you know, a way for herself in the world that's completely out of her comfort zone and out of what she expected for herself and what her family expected for her and the flack that she's taking you know, for how she is being portrayed. And I I mean, I I have to say, I feel kind of sorry for her.
0: Oh, I do not. But
1: she's not doing herself any favors. I mean, she's (sighs) coming off terribly on the show.
0: Yeah, but and I also think that this is exactly the life that she wanted. She just wanted to have a ton of money and do whatever the fuck she wants. Like, I don't. I don't feel sorry for her at all. She is not. No, I think it's what she
1: wanted. I, I think it's what she wanted, but she was wrong. You know what I mean? Like it's what she wanted and now she has it. and It's not actually the thing that's making her happy.
0: Maybe, but I, I think she's too, um, she cares too much about what people think to ever let him ever leave him you know what I mean it, to her I could see her thinking that if I leave him and if I get a divorce I would be a failure and
1: I think she does feel that way I just don't know that it's ultimately going to stop her from getting the divorce like it's it's about which is worse
0: mm-hmm. you know yeah.
1: like being in a situation where she's miserable or maybe being in a situation where she isn't miserable anymore she's just being judged all the time but she's being judged now anyway because of the show
0: mm-hmm yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just can't stand her, man. She just irritates the shit out of me.
1: Well, in the whole breaking the glass thing, I mean, it I felt just so stupid. contrived to me. You know, she's yeah. like, "Oh, this is the Real Housewives in New Jersey. People break glasses," and and but and but for her, it was so like fake yeah. that it 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 came across as not only like aggressive and super inappropriate, but also like very deceitful. Yeah. Um, which was unfortunate for her.
0: Yeah, I just ugh, she just was dumb and i i do like um the other new girl what's her name oh yeah jackie i like jackie a lot i think she's really smart i think she's i you know i think she's i like she's a breath of fresh air for jersey that's for sure yeah and i think i like her friendship with melissa yeah it's made me like melissa a little bit more too
1: Yeah. Melissa's interesting. I think Melissa, speaking of Lily Pats, has some serious issues with her husband, but I think Melissa's still happy in her marriage overall, even though she's obviously with this like deeply flawed man who is basically minimizing her and her contribution and, you know, everything about her, frankly, because I think he's uh, he's a chauvinist Um, for sure. But, but I think she still loves him and she sees the good in him. And so she forgives him for those things versus I think, and let's not even talk about Jennifer, but let's talk about someone who actually did get divorced. Like, like a Tamara Barney, for example, she was not able to look past the shortcomings that she saw in Simon, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the difference is, is at the end of the day, do you still have a happy marriage? Or do you feel trapped and um you know, like you basically would have to do something extreme, like, I don't know be on a reality show in order to kind of escape your gilded cage
0: yeah I think it's hard for for me to see Jennifer as like a Tamara Barney only because I don't see enough interaction with her husband that strikes me as negative like he seems like he's got her number like she's I think he's got our number maybe i, I th- think
1: he's so smart that he is at least for this first season able to keep a lid on the way he is being portrayed but i have no i have no idea who that man actually is yeah i don't know i think he like hates his wife i think that's a distinct possibility and
0: <sighs> that's kind of my point <laughs> yeah i think he thinks she's an idiot and but whatever she's taking care of the kids for free to a certain degree i mean not like he's not happy free, about it He's not he's happy not. about it but he's like whatever I get to be away from home the majority of the time I kind of come and go as I please and she kind of deals with it because I pay the bills and I let her have whatever she wants. It's like I a- did
1: find it I did find it interesting how how intensely she reacted to Margaret saying the thing about her husband having a girlfriend because if anybody ever said that to me I would literally laugh well, because I'm so said. confident Yeah, Yeah. I'm so confident that that would never happen. And the fact that she got so upset and it was this immediate flare up makes me think that maybe she is concerned and maybe he, you know, is doing that.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I 100% agree. Because I think the same thing. Like if somebody's like, "Um, your husband is totally sleeping around on you. I'm like, oh, okay. I would yeah. be like, okay, tell no. me more. Tell me more about this. Cause it's the same thing. And that's what Margaret was saying. She's like, if anybody ever said Joe was cheating on me, I would laugh. And I'm like, of course you would, because it's so preposterous to you. But that's you what... trust her husband. And that's exactly why Teresa flipped out when everybody yeah. said that about her husband. And it's a not Because trust it's him. true. Like...
1: I think that probably is true, by the way. When they did that like flashback oh, to all the like that was so little bad. bits, I was like Oh, Ugh. and I remembered that phone call and the oh, thing yeah. heard and all those things Jackie said. You know, Jackie had been so close with Teresa. There's no
0: way Jackie was just making that up. There's no. no. way. and their relationship. I mean, yeah, no. There's no way. I, I totally, a hundred percent believe Jackie. Um, and I think that I think Teresa knows. I mean, I you don't get mad about something like that if you think that there's absolutely. No truth to it at all. No, you it could possibly cheer. If you are insecure about your relationship, then of course you're going to be like, "What are you seeing?" You know, like you're going to be defensive about it. And... Well, and
1: the whole pool house thing is interesting.
0: Uh yeah. You like, know, if it is what
1: what Jack what what Jennifer's saying, it is, which is, oh, every once in a while we get in a fight. He goes and sleeps in the pool house. That's one thing. But it because of the way she overreacted to Margaret's reference to it makes me wonder if he is spending a lot more time out there than she's letting on. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I felt like she she just like went crazy. Um,
1: And if she goes crazy like that in front of a camera amongst a group of women, she barely knows. Imagine how she would fight with her husband.
0: Yeah. If she, if she fights with him at all, which maybe she doesn't odd relationship. I don't know. I haven't figured out the relationship yet. Well, I called it. So, okay. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. But yeah,
1: it's been a great season. So that's the important thing.
0: It has been. And I'm, I'm like, and I'm still enjoying Vanderpump. I'm excited for Beverly Hills. I haven't watched the new episode
1: yet. Me neither. No, I cannot believe they got Denise Richards. That is genius.
0: I know. I mean, and she's perfect for this.
1: You know, speaking of lily pads, I keep wondering about Erica and Tom Girardi and whether now that she's like fully, established, you know, as a star and having a lot of her own money if she'll leave him. I don't think that she will because I don't think that she's giving up anything by being with him. Like, I don't think she has to do anything that she doesn't want to do. I think that they lead, you know, not exactly separate lives, but maybe parallel lives and that he is like a nice man and he's kind to her. And so she's just going to stay with him. He's probably not going
0: to be around that much longer. (laughs) I agree. I don't, she has, there's no, there's nothing for her to gain in getting going away from him or yeah but she could, him. She, she could could
1: now she could
0: although i think her lifestyle is still was still on her own would not be as wonderful as it is with tom i agree with that and i think that's probably what's really keeping her yeah i mean she's got they have a lot of money a lot of money and, and i don't yeah. think they're gonna they would have she would on her in her own right have a lot of money
1: No, plus she'd have to keep hustling Mm because it could go away in a second if she sort of dropped out of the spotlight or whatever.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's, I think, you get tired of that after a while. And she's not getting any younger. Is Teddy Mellencamp still a housewife? Yeah. Or no? Oh, she is. Okay, because I didn't see her in some,
1: like, past picture and I got confused.
0: Yeah, she is. I like... She's fine. I think she's
1: fine. She's very
0: vanilla. I mean...
1: I think her, like, struggles with her weight and all that stuff is really compelling like I think that she was quite heavy like very very um close to when she started filming last season like I think that she dropped oh. tons of weight like right before she started filming kind oh, of a thing really? so it'll be yeah because I remember her saying something about how she had had a, a whole lot of pregnancy weight and she had a very small child so it was like she was saying, Yeah, I I, I was super, super overweight. Well after they showed this baby.
0: They showed a picture of her um of we're talking about Teddy Mellencamp, Camp, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, they showed a picture of her when she was really heavy.
1: Well, they showed a picture of when she was like seventeen or like yeah. twenty one and really heavy. But I'm just saying I remember her part of her storyline being not just that she used to be large when she was very young, but that she actually had been had her struggle had been very 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 recent oh i didn't um, i
0: don't remember so i
1: think that's I interesting and you know she has her whole business and it's all related to that so i would wonder if she would start putting weight on or something at some point i could see that happening
0: oh i, I that would shock me well look
1: at Shanna madora
0: yeah but shanna madora was never like a health nut like the, are
1: you kidding me she had like her house built without wi-fi and yeah like but that all this was crazy that was stuff. more
0: that was less of i, I didn't she, wasn't she was like skinny a,
1: as hell she was but always she wasn't working out gym
0: re- no i don't yes she
1: was she had that trainer who then took all those horrible pictures of her and was like was like sighing over how fat she'd gotten i mean no i disagree with you she was mm. totally taking care of herself and was heavy on the train and then i think once she realized that David was losing interest and that he was having an affair and all this stuff was falling apart in her marriage. She stopped trying. Like she, no, I mean she I, gr-
0: I know she gave up, but I just think that like this is, this is her, this is Teddy's career. Like I it is be, now, but it's new. It's a brand new career. I'd be shocked. Well, but then they showed a picture of when she met her husband, and she was yeah. skinny.
1: She was skinny. Yeah, I so, think it was a pregnancy
0: thing. Yeah, I'm. I would be shocked if she gained weight.
1: And, you know, anyone can gain weight while they're pregnant. That doesn't necessarily mean they like fell off the fitness wagon. It's just, you know, different bodies are different when it comes to that. So, anyway, I'm just saying it will be interesting to see if, you know, if for some reason she managed to stay on the show for another six years, you know, what she's going to weigh six years from now.
0: I know. I'm just so impressed with Kyle and Mauricio's marriage. It's beautiful. They are, they have, they are one of those that have withstood stood the test of time. Agreed. Completely it's, agreed. It's pretty amazing. And she had a divorce and she sort of went through that and she's co-parented successfully,
1: you know, her first daughter to adulthood mm-hmm. with her ex-husband and you know, I think that her her legacy is from her family of origin, you know, her sort of family dysfunction oh, for sure. is, is from her mom and her sisters and all that stuff, but I don't think that stuff is by any means
0: solved for. No. No, I agree with that. Um, I think that, um, and you know who else has a really good marriage? <laughs> Harry Hamlin. Lisa, yeah, Lisa Rinna, <laughs> exactly. I mean, her kids are always like, oh my God, my mom's crazy. But she seems like she has fun, you know? You know,
1: there's, there's a lid to every pot. And I, and I think that sometimes on The Real Housewives, you do get to see the inside of a marriage where it's working. And they're all different, though. Like yeah. all those marriages that work in The Real Housewives, Are so different from each other. And I love that about the show because it's almost like, you know, that that line from Tolstoy, like every happy family is happy in the same way or whatever, but Mm -hmm. every unhappy family is happy unhappy differently. I actually think that Real Housewives kind of flips that on its head. And of course, one could argue the Real Housewives does in fact flip Tolstoy on its head in many ways in Mm -hmm. terms of just not being illegitimate way to spend your time but um (laughs) but I also think that particular sort of truism is flipped around in the real housewives where I feel like all these people like the lily pad thing like these people who got divorced mostly all got divorced for the same reasons the husband cheated the wife you know had been feeling controlled and had and had found this different way where she could make money and so she didn't need them anymore versus these happy people are all so wacky and like so Right, specifically for each other and mm-hmm. they have these different family dynamics. Like I wouldn't compare Lisa Renna's marriage to Kyle's marriage. And no, yet it's they do in the sense that they're happy. But they're happy. And, and then Lisa Vanderpom, yes, same thing. Exactly. Super different from the other two and yet it's working. So I guess actually you could say that Beverly Hills is one of the most successful in terms of marriages right now, at least with the current cast. Because Teddy also, I mean, you know, they're relatively young, but they clearly have a stable
0: stable relationship yes that's true I yeah I, I would agree with that I mean if you look at all the other ones I mean everybody's kind of they've all fallen apart
1: so many it's insane it's the curse you know it's like the Oscars curse except it's the housewives curse
0: mm-hmm. so, so we'll
1: see I mean I think Dorit and PK are on the chopping block
0: by the way so oh we'll yeah see how you know that... because they're losing their home are they really? Yeah they they were on an episode, and I didn't watch the episode. I meant I know to. you were,
1: you and I were together when it was on. Remember it was in Vegas.
0: Oh right, million dollar of million listing. dollar listing. Yeah, yeah, and that was I, tough to watch. I never watched the whole thing, but like yeah, he. It's just a combination of like unrealistic expectations, um, of PK what he thinks the house should be worth and what it really is worth. Um, and the fact that they're desperate, I mean, they just don't have any as much money as they like to portray. And I yeah, I feel sorry for them. They're kind of I don't know. they remind me of sort of like a almost like a higher level um, James's dad situation.
1: you know, okay, but i think I think you're probably comparing them because they're English. Well, <laughs> and now, they look
2: similar. <laughs> not
0: just because of that, but also because. They um are they both uh managed manage these like '80s people, right? Because PK manages Boy George.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those are like very surface level comparisons,
0: though. I know, but it kind of seems like. <laughs> but they're hanging. I what I'm saying is now James's dad has like no money, right? right? And like, they, and PK they, is they probably hung, in that
1: boat too, right?
0: Yeah. They they hung their hat on this like '80s star who. They're neither well Mike george michaels passed but like i mean boy george you i know, want to book him for my next birthday party you probably could afford it yeah i mean good. i think anybody at this point he's probably like sure
1: <laughs> you yeah know we're gonna I mean? see him at like a county fair soon
0: <laughs> i know like seriously these guys are
1: but um well, we'll see about Dorit and PK. I mean, God knows. I
0: doubt that Beverly Beach is like flying off the the rack. So. Oh my God, Beverly Beach! That's the other thing. These people think that they just have all this talent once they become housewives.
1: Well, that's the point, though, isn't it? Like they're trying to build a life for themselves and a career for themselves, and they're they're sort of doing fame first product later you mm-hmm. know and I, I, think, I think about Kristen Teichman okay and I was thinking about this earlier mm. when we were talking about the lily pad thing of course I'm still slogging through the old seasons of Real Housewives in New York Mm-hmm. And this is the the first Kristen season and it is rough. Like mm-hmm. when she's introduced in terms of her relationship with her husband, oh god, yeah. she is hard on it. She's like, yeah, we don't actually get along that well. He's always saying how stupid I am. Yeah. And then he's always late to everything and his, he's just like dripping with disdain. And then he got ended up getting caught up in the Ashley Madison scene mm-hmm. But what, the reason I mention it is because she is the perfect example of a lily padder. She started that stupid nail color line oh, right. towards the end of her tenure on The Real Housewives and then uh. gets kicked off. And then, and then after she's off the show and she still hasn't left him, he has the Ashley Madison thing come out. And I think they're still together. So she, to me, is the exception that proves the lily pad rule. And I rest my case. Yeah. I mean, because she didn't leave him, and I can't believe it. (laughs) Like, she was all set up. Like, what? What was she doing? She's not like an interesting housewife. She shouldn't have been on the housewives unless she had an agenda. And my question is, what was it?
0: Well, I mean the the reality is, it's her opportunity to make some money. I know, but for what? Like, I mean, unless they just needed it as a couple,
1: which maybe they did. They
0: might have because he was like at a startup.
1: Yeah, he's still, he was kind of a bargain basement entrepreneur. He had come up with this thing called eBoost, which God knows right. I, I don't see in the store, so I don't know what that was. Yeah, but. and she wasn't working. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, they're kind of those people that, like, I feel like the housewives kind of attracts those people that like, oh, I have an idea. Let's sell this. Yeah. And then they are like, yeah, sure. It's just a platform. We have so much money. Let's just go ahead and do it. And then you know, either it sticks or it doesn't, but you know, they're kind of like, okay, well, this doesn't work. Let's start another business and let's do this and let's do that. And, you know, I mean, for to her credit, Lisa Vanderpump has found something that works and has been able to Well, she to had really... a successful
1: business before, though. Like they'd had restaurants, you know, for decades.
0: Which is surprising to me because their food sucks. Well, also, I think of
1: a restaurant as being a very small profit margin kind of business. Like oh, it a is. lot of work a lot of sweat equity, a lot of risk, and then very, very slim profit margins. So right, I'm always more. surprised when I hear about like a restaurateur who was not also like an award-winning chef right. in and of him or herself having all these successful restaurants. I always have to ask myself, like, where is that money coming from?
0: Right. No, I agree with you there. And that's why I kind of am always like, oh, poor Tom Tom. <laughs> Because I know that they've so like sad. made it yeah. big and I'm like, well, they, yeah. you've got yeah. taken for a ride because I mean, Lisa was going to open this restaurant anyway. Letting these guys give her a hundred grand or 50 grand or whatever they gave her is like nothing. Like, you know, nothing her. to her. It's everything to them. Right. And they're not going to end up getting very much. And well, I don't stay tuned on that one. It. Yeah, I mean, but maybe you
1: and I should do a recon trip down to LA and like I know you've already gone and I've already gone too. Maybe we should go back down and do like all the restaurants, like all go go to people's houses,
0: you know. And we could review all the restaurants and like exactly legitimately be like, okay, Villa Blanca overpriced, not good food, um, sir. We can be really detailed. Better food, yeah. Oh, totally. We could tell them what we we could say what we ordered. Yeah, who Um, we saw, obviously. Who we saw, take pictures with them. They they love to take pictures with people. Um, all of them. They're all like Well, trip, I think that's our worse. next I
1: think that's our next trip. So I think so. Pack your bags.
0: I think that sounds like a great idea. It would be super fun. Um we could even oh my god, we could do like a live podcast.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's like, what I was thinking too. Kind of like
0: quietly, like okay. Yeah, have. at the restaurant. Yes. Oh, I am loving Sold. this idea. Get excited, guys. We're coming to L.A. Coming to L.A. (laughs) All right. So we will be back next for episode two, season one of um, Love After Lockup, where we meet a whole new cast. And then we also will bring back Scott and Lizzie. And I think Tony and Angela come a couple – episodes later but yes they will be there as well
1: sounds good i'm looking forward to it
0: all right talk to you guys soon
2: okay bye Bye. legal disclaimer this is a personal podcast just for fun solely meant for entertainment purposes we are lawyers but we're not giving any legal advice on the podcast we're not creating any kind of attorney-client relationship in the podcast and also keep in mind that Anything we say, anything at all, it's just our personal opinions. We have no intention of maligning any individual, group, company, religious or ethnic group, nationality or anything or anyone else. Lisa and Katie have no affiliation with TLC. These are not the opinions of TLC. And finally, anything that we say is not meant to represent anyone other than Lisa Freitas and Katie Saad individually. Finally, please give a, leave us a comment on our Facebook page and give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast service you're using to help us continue to record. Thank you.